Thank you for listening to the Renovate Life Church of God's broadcast. Here's today's message. So we find in this text that Mephibosheth is the son of Jonathan. His father is dead now. Jonathan was Saul's son and Mephibosheth comes from the royal bloodline. He has a father and a grandfather who were the king and princes of Israel. The Bible tells us that Mephibosheth lived in Lodabar. When I started Beyond the Borders with you, for me it was six months ago. For you it was about four weeks ago. We started this process for 2020 Beyond the Borders. Six months ago I read a scripture and it said that Mephibosheth went down to or lived in Lodabar. That set a chain of events that, that began to allow God to speak to me probably in my life like never before. What I want you to understand about Lodabar and what I want you to understand about those messages I've preached to you in the last four weeks is it all comes down to one word for me, Lodabar. Well, Pastor, why in the world does this whole message, this, this entourage of things that you've been talking about come down to one word? Because the word Lodabar means a place in Palestine exempt from pasture, pastureless. You don't have to study too hard into it to realize that it goes deeper than just pastureless. It says this, it is a derivative of the fact that throughout the whole land there were parched dry grounds and no place safe for a flock to eat. He lived in Lodabar. Anybody get it yet? Okay, I'll wake you up in just a minute. We find Mephibosheth is there. He's stuck there. He's in a place where there's no nurture, there, there's no nutrition, there's no help, there's no blessing. All he can find is desolate, dry land. There's a place that he wants to be. There's a place that he really should be. But he finds himself broken, messed up, with lame feet in Lodabar. Let me stop right here. Does anybody get it yet? Okay, I got about six of you. When we find ourselves in Lodabar, we find ourselves in trouble. Anybody get it yet? Okay. Mephibosheth was in a place with no green pastures. He was in a place of no nourishment, no growth. See, don't you understand that you have to have growth in your life to continue to move forward? The growth of the seed, do you remember it? We went beyond the borders and then we backed up and realized that you can't go beyond the borders unless you have growth in the seed. But Mephibosheth, this man that, that was of the royal bloodline, finds himself in a place of no nourishment, no growth. He's in trouble. Everybody say he's in trouble. And so, one thing that you have to understand is that Mephibosheth, by all earthly right, should been, have been the king of Israel. His grandfather was king. His, his, his father was the heir to the throne. He was the prince. And now we find him stuck in Lodabar. You know, I think sometimes the suffering that we have in life is the should have been. I should have been 
this far in my walk with God right now. By this time in my life, I, I should have been debt-free. By this time in my life, I, I should own my own home. By this time in my life, I should be farther along with the Lord. By this time, you know you can get wrapped up by this time. Your whole world can take a turn for the worse because you begin to think by this time. Who sets the time and the order by which you should do things? Is it you or is it God? Because here's the thing. We try to set the order of by which we do things. We try to say, well, I'm going to do this and, and I'm going to structure my life. See, some of us have structure in here, but not everybody. I'm going to structure my life so that I can get to this place by the time I'm this age. Then when it doesn't happen or it doesn't happen the way that we want it to or how we want it to or how we planned, then all of a sudden, well, I should have been. See, the should have beens in life will break you down. The should have beens of life will mess up your whole world. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Mephibosheth started to say, I should have been. I should have been. I should have been. But... I'm broken. I'm messed up. I, I can't seem to get a grip on the structure that I had in place. And I don't know what's going on in my life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so, we go a little farther. We get to the point in our life. I should have been, but I'm not. Mephibosheth wasn't the only one living in Lodabar. It may have been okay for those people to live in Lodabar, but it was not okay for Mephibosheth to be stuck in Lodabar. Do you hear what I'm saying? But he's stuck there. I want you to think of your own life today. Are you moving forward? You know there's some people in this place that are moving forward with the Lord God as blessing and pushing their life forward and they don't have a bad thing to say but there's some people in this room their life is so messed up and broken that they don't know how to get out of the Lodabar of their life. He's living in Lodabar. The sad part about Mephibosheth living in Lodabar was the whole time he was in Lodabar stuck. Life is going on all around him. And he's stuck in one situation. He's stuck with one mindset. He's stuck in one piece of trouble that consumes everything that he is. Some of you are sitting there right now consumed with one little piece of trouble that consumes everything that you are. Listen, Mephibosheth was stuck in Lodabar. And it about ruined his life. Because life was going on all around him. Life was going on above his head. Do you know what I'm saying? Why he's trying to struggle to exist. Life is moving. People are blessed. Everything's going on. God can do it for them, but he can't do it for me. That was Mephibosheth. Success is going on above his head. Ministry is going on above his head. Abundance is going on above his head. People have joy where he's broken and it's going on above his head. Listen, they're successful above his head. And everything is happening above his head. The people that are stuck in here, they're wondering, how do I get out? Well, I wish I could get there. I, 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 I try my best to get up. I, I'm not trying to be lazy. I'm not trying to be broken. I, I, I'm trying to get myself together. I'm trying to grow. I'm doing everything that I can, but I'm stuck 
right here. I don't want to be stuck in a place of dysfunction. I don't want to be stuck in a place of no nourishment, no nutrition. This whole situation does not give me what I need. You know, as I look out over the crowd today, it's interesting to see your faces. Because you're shocked by what I'm saying. Because the truth is, there's a lot of you stuck in a situation that doesn't work. You're stuck in a relationship that doesn't work. I'm not talking about a relationship with your wife because you better make that work. Or she's going to tell you about it. Never mind. You're stuck at work in a job that does not work. You're stuck in a financial situation that does not work. You've got friends and family that are all around you, but just something keeps it from working out. You call the kids to come over. They're grown. You're grown. You call them to come over. Well, we just don't have time, mom or dad. We're busy running our life. And it just never works out. Anybody been there? Some of you are there right now. You're ministering in a city that doesn't work. Because you spent so much time in Lodabar. See, all these other people around Mephibosheth are living in Jerusalem. They're blessed. There's a lot of hustle and bustle and all of these things are going by. And every now and then, Mephibosheth has to get out. He has to go get groceries. He gets a weekend pass. To get out of Lodabar and head to Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, he gets to drive around in his broken state. But he gets to, it's exciting to get to Jerusalem because everything's going on. They got the neon Budweiser signs. They got the, they got the, the beautiful big things that say come to this place. And, and all of the, the stuff that comes with being in a big city like that. And he's just driving around and he's wondering, wow. Why can't I be in Jerusalem all the time? But he only has a weekend pass. And so as he's driving, he's thinking, wow, isn't this exciting? And he's praising and he's worshiping. And he's in the, the convertible with the nurse that dropped him. And she, he looks over and says, what do you think? And she says, this is beautiful. And this is wonderful. And look at it. And they drive down the city streets and everything's such a blessing. He's so excited to be in Jerusalem. But he does not get to stay in Jerusalem. He's only got a weekend pass. See, what you're not understanding, what I can't seem to get you to get a hold of this morning, is we're living in Lodabar, and we're visiting Jerusalem. Listen, we're visiting the place of praise, but we're standing in our broken situation. We want God to move on us whole. Don't you hear what I'm saying? We want God to touch us. We want God to be in our life. Oh, God, I need you to move. I need you to touch me. Every person in this place has said that. However, we walk on Sunday morning into the house of Jerusalem, but all on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're living in Lodabar. You can't live in Lodabar and have the blessing of Jerusalem. Come on with me. You may come to visit, but you live in Lodabar. 
you're out on a weekend pass. It's difficult to admit that. It's difficult to say, you know what, Pastor, I'm living in Lodabar. I'm living in a place with no pasture. I'm living in a place with no blessing. I'm living in a place with no nurturing. I'm living in a place that I can't grow. But hey, don't worry. When Friday comes, I'm headed out because I get to drive through the streets of Jerusalem. And it gets me excited. And I'm allowed to praise. And it changes my demeanor and my dysfunction. And I'm allowed. But hey, don't worry. I got to go back to Lodabar. Because I'm just out for the weekend. It's a difficult situation to admit. And can I say, men, that it's a little easier for women to admit it than men? Oh, Pastor, I don't know what you're talking about. Let, let, me, let me give you a little story. Old dad, when I was a kid, we got this brand new 1960 baby blue Barracuda. It was brand new to us. Had 34,000 miles on it. My dad went down the street. He was so excited. Listen, when you got in that car, it smelled like an old Barracuda. Vinyl seats, right? Any man in the place been in an old car, they just have this smell, right? He went down. He got the historical plates put on that baby. We were poor, weren't we? Yeah, he just thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Now, listen, you guys probably think, yeah, I'm going to fix that car up and put it on my showroom. That was our driver, wasn't it? The only car we had. I'll never forget when we first got in the car, everybody was so excited to get the car. Of course, Dad was like, oh, yeah. Right? He rolled down the windows. And we take a drive. And we drive. And we drive. And we drive. Guess what we said as kids? Now, I was about 10. Mandy was 7 or 8. Are we there yet? No, just hang on a minute. About 3.5 minutes went by. We never made it to 5. Hey, what, Jim Bob? Are we there yet? No. Set back there. Now listen, they didn't say set back there and play on your nice fancy iPhone. Right? It was shut up. Set back there. If you want to play I Spy with your sister, don't touch her. And whisper. And we drive. We're so excited. White wall tires. My dad was living his dream. He would stop at a red light. Vroom, and look over at my mom. <laughs> He'd say, you remember when we were young, baby? And she'd say, Jim, we're still young. And we was in the back. I spy something blue. And Mandy'd say, the car. And I'd say, no. And she'd say, I'm not playing with you. Anybody ever been there? The point about not admitting is this. We'd drive around and drive around and drive around and mom would say, Jim, you're lost. No, I'm not, woman. You shut up. I know exactly where I'm going. I did that on purpose. No, you didn't. We passed that same old man 35 minutes ago and he had a full glass of sweet tea. Now he's got a swallow. Don't tell me that you know where you're going. Pull over. Let's ask directions. No. I got this. So I played I Spy in the back. 
Mom and dad drove in circles. Here, you know what the problem is with that? Is if you're continuing to drive in circles, you're going to waste gas, you're going to waste time, you're going to waste your blessing, you're going to waste your purpose, you're going to waste the structure that God has set before you. Why? Because you're too afraid to admit that you're stuck in Lodabar. I'm stuck in a situation that doesn't work. I'm stuck in, in a broken life. I'm, I'm stuck in something. Listen, I don't know if you know it, but the Bible declares that you only get 70 years and that's if you're good. And so I don't know what age you are. You can calculate it, but we don't have a lot of time. So you don't have time to stop and not admit who you are. you got to say, listen, I'm broken. I'm messed up. I'm in need of a Savior. And the Bible says, Jesus, you're the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except by me. And listen, when you get a hold of that Jesus Christ, he begins to change your situation. And what you say is, I'm not okay with Lodabar anymore. I need to head to the house of God I need to get to Jerusalem but Mephibosheth is praying just like you're praying and he doesn't see any light any of you ever been there you pray a prayer because you need a situation changed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You need God to move on your circumstance and you're praying with everything that you are because you know this situation is going to take you out if you don't get an answer. But the answer never comes. And it feels like God is 10 million miles away and you're doing this. And he can't hear you. It's not even a whisper. And you're running over here because you need help. And you're going, with everything that you are, every fiber of your being, you're screaming as loud as you can scream. And you're running and you're saying, Nothing's happening. Nothing's going on. You're not hearing anything. Nobody's coming to get me. No God is blessing me. And I'm stuck in this situation eating sardines. I'm stuck in this situation because there's no pasture. There's no help. There's no security. There's no blessing. And I can't get no nutrition, so I can't grow. And I'm stuck in this situation. I'm saying... Nothing's coming. I, I'm in an EMS emergency. Listen, and I need an emergency message of salvation to get out with Jesus Christ. I'm calling out with an SOS. I'm in need of God to give me salvation. Hallelujah. I want God to touch me. I want him to move on me. I don't want to be in the same old situation that I've been in. And I'm screaming with everything in my being. God, I want you to touch me to the tip of my head down to the hangnail on my toe I need you to move on me and you're screaming with everything inside of you nothing's happening you ever been there some of you are there right now and God is a million miles away we're wasting our time we feel like we're wasting our resources we're wasting our relationships in our life and we're calling on the Lord. I don't need another church service, Pastor. 
I don't need another worship service, Pastor. I don't need uh, uh, to come in and, and, and have relationship with church people. I need God. I'm not saying that none of that stuff is bad. But what I'm saying is when you get in the situation that you're in and you don't know what to do, maybe it's your marriage that's falling apart. Maybe you've got a child that you've raised and, and, and you're trying to get them going the right way, but their life is so broken and you don't know why because you've raised them the right way or you hearing what I'm saying? Maybe you got financial trouble. I know that there are people sitting in these church pews that got issues of many. And you're calling on God. You feel like you're screaming to nothing. But the answer is on the way. The answer was dispatched before you ever felt frustrated, fearful, and anxious. He dispatched your answer. Don't, don't you understand? There are times that we feel like God is not doing what he said he'll do. But listen, when what you see does not agree with what God told you, you've got to keep holding on. You've got to keep believing in what he told you. Because if he told you, I promise you it's going to happen. If he told you, listen, one day the sky is going to break open and the blessing of God is going to be poured all over you. And I don't know if you get it or not, but I don't preach to you for the blessing. I don't preach for you to the health. For the health, I don't preach to you because God has made me rich. I preach to you because Jesus Christ saved my life. Listen, there's people that want to tiptoe around and well, we're afraid to talk about it and we want to tell jokes on the platform. We don't have time because Jesus Christ is coming back and we have got to declare to the world, listen, I want to speak into people's soul that he is coming. He's coming. But Mephibosheth is broken. He's screaming, I need help right now. But he can't get it. Why? Because he's living in Lodabar. He's just out for the weekend. He knows that he has to go back. And he knows that he's going to have to get back in the situation where he's just doing the best he can. Oh, Lord. He's eating processed food because there's no place of pasture. I have no friends. I have no intimacy. I have no relationship. I can't talk to anybody because I'm living in Lodabar. The only thing that keeps me alive, keeps me able to function, is I get a weekend pass to Jerusalem. Wow, what a way to live. Come to church on Sunday morning to get a shot in the arm. A dose of the ghost. And we leave out of this place. And we walk right back into Lodabar. Mm. You're running out of time. You're running out of energy. You're running out of strength. Listen, I'm getting older. Ain't got all my teeth. My hair's turning gray. I'm in need of God to touch my life. For some of you, you say, I don't have my teeth. My hair's not there. My, when I get up in the morning, my back's broken down. I'll get there one day. I just thank the Heavenly Father that I can still buy the Grecian number five and color my beard. We need some help. He's a million miles away and we're screaming with everything that we are. 
God, can you hear me? If you're thinking about your life, that's what you're asking. God, can you hear me? Oh, I know what you did for Brian Ison. I see the blessing. I, I see the blessing that you've given to Dan and Libby Starr. I, I see the blessing that you've done for the pastor. But Lord, why can't you help me? Why can't you help me? I'm screaming. I'm crying. I'm in need of a soul-saving Savior. And I don't know which way to turn. I'm in trouble. need your help we all know the story of Mephibosheth he was crippled and lame in both feet he couldn't walk it wasn't that he didn't walk right it's that he couldn't walk you understand what I'm saying but he was the king's grandson he was Jonathan's son there's no denying the DNA that was there but he was the son that couldn't walk right. He was the son that didn't look like everybody else. He was the son that didn't act like everybody else. He wasn't born crippled. He wasn't born broken. The Bible tells us that war descended on the kingdom. And his nurse, the very person that was trying to take care of him, fled from the city to save the, the prince's son. And when she did, she fell and dropped him. Mm. Ever since you went through the dropping, you can't get it right. His father had died. So there's no father figure in his life. The woman that cared for him, the woman that was supposed to be there to make sure that he was okay, drops him. Some of you feel dropped. No, I don't, Pastor. I'm doing good. There's that admit it thing again. Everyone in Mephibosheth's life had left him. And now he's stuck in Lodabar. David says something in Psalms though. Psalms 8 and 4 it says, What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. God, why in the world would you think that, that someone like me can serve you? I, I'm broken. I've been dropped. I'm messed up. Listen, some of you are sitting there, and there's not a soul in this place that knows that your life is going through the worst havoc that you've ever been through. And you sit there with a smile on your face because you don't want anybody to know. May, may, and maybe in your life you, you've been stuck in the midst of pornography, and you and your wife are having issues. Are you hearing me? But I'm here to declare to you today that Jesus Christ came to pull you out of Lodabar. He don't care that you're crippled. He don't care that your feet are lame. He don't care that you're broken or messed up. What I want you to understand this morning is when you call out, He's there to help you. And listen, when you call on His name, Jesus, oh, He, he comes right along. And although you don't feel like you have any sound, Jesus is what He hears. Although you don't feel like that your prayers making any headway, Jesus is what He hears. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And He's hearing everything you say. Oh, hallelujah. Can you love someone like me that's messed up? 
David becomes the king of Israel. David doesn't owe Mephibosheth anything. But the Bible says that late one night, King David is walking around the palace, looking out the windows over the city that God has given him. He realizes, he sees what's happening. And I want you to understand, that's our SOS, your need of a savior. That's what that means. He needs some help. He needs some healing. And David's walking around the palace. And all of a sudden he says, oh, I wonder if there's anybody left of the house of Saul. I wonder if there's anyone I can bless, Lord, for the blessing you gave to me. Now, David just feels like this. Well, that just popped in my mind. I'll help somebody if there's someone available. So he says, I want you to go get Ziba. That was the head of Saul's servants. Ziba comes in and he said, he said now watch this. David had to ask him who he was. So I want you to understand that, that Ziba, although he was Saul's lead servant, David didn't know who he was because he replaced him. Thank you for joining us today. If this message has uplifted you, we would love to hear your story. Go to www.renovatelifecog.com and click contact. Your testimonies are a blessing to us throughout the week. Renovate Life is a place of healing for the lost, the broken, the weak, weary, and stray.